2: Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio.
1: Gonna tell it like it really is. We know Haney doesn't give a sh. Silencing critics, eliminate misses, two chips never accept on shoulders to get better. Everybody knows a name, read about it, we golf teachers, hall of fame, never doubt it. It's time for the truth, here's our dude. You're listening to Haney, you're listening to Haney, you're listening to Haney. It's time for the truth, here's our dude. You're Listening to Haney. Listening
4: to Haney. Welcome to the Hank Haney podcast. Hank Haney with you today, and we have a special guest as well. Uh, you know that one of the big things that's everybody's talking about right now is this whole distance insight uh, study or whatever they call it. The, the USJ and my uh, my buddy over there, the dictator. Uh, you know, they did this, this survey or, or I don't know what they, this study. Okay. This, this t- took them like, I don't know how long, 14 months, 15 months, whatever. And they came up with uh, the fact that uh, the ball is going farther. That's what they figured out. Uh, now, now for years they said the ball wasn't going farther. Now they say it's going farther. So they're on, they're on this, this whole campaign now to try and convince the, Whole golfing world that this is the problem, and they've got a lot of backers. I mean, Jack Nicklaus and Lee Trevino, Gary Player. I mean, a lot of people are are in in their their corner, uh, but I'm on the side of the average man, the everyday golfer, and what, what what's good for them. What what about that guy? Because I don't know anybody that that's playing the game, amateur wise, that actually is hitting the golf ball too far. But but if they want to change it, you know, I mean, that's that's fine. So anyway. We got to get into this distance survey thing a little bit, this distance insights project or whatever they whatever they call this thing. So I thought like there couldn't be any better you know person to have on to talk about this than Mike Davis. But you know I don't have a real good relationship with Mike Davis from the USGA. I mean you know obviously they don't like me over there. You know as when I was on Sirius XM they're sending emails to my you know bosses trying to you know get me to shut up and. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it, clearly they don't—they don't like me. Uh, I had him on my show one time, uh, Mike Davis, and he ran me over just like a bus. I mean, just bust me uh, backwards, forwards, ran me over. I asked him one question; he went on a twenty-minute dissertation. I couldn't even get a, 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 another sentence in. Uh, so I, you know, I kind of probably gave up on the fact that he's going to like ever be on the Hank Caney podcast. But I got the next best thing. I've got—I've got, uh, got the fake Mike Davis coming on and uh you know he's he really probably knows more than the real mike davis to be honest with you because mike davis is you know the dictator of golf but then again he did say that that if he screwed up the u.s open one more time he was going to be out of there but yet he's still there he's still there and he's got a stated goal that uh before he retires he's gonna roll that ball back uh so uh with me today is the fake mike davis uh how you doing there uh f m d as we affectionately call you
3: well hank uh it's a pleasure to be on your show. I'm elated that you called and uh <laughs> wondering how how are you doing Hank?
4: I'm doing good i mean i you know i'm 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 podcasting away
3: How's your lovely wife Suzanne
4: oh she's doing very good, thank you for I think asking. I might so have seen got... her
3: at the uh Phoenix open. I think I might have spotted. <laughs>
4: Well she wasn't watching golf. I, I was I in incognito.
3: I was behind the scenes. Uh were you there? I was there. I was there, yes, in my box.
4: Were you checking out how far the in your box, huh? Checking out how far the ball was going? Was it going? Well, a long I was the way? on
3: the eighteenth, uh I was on the eighteenth hole, um, uh, Hank, and you would be shocked to see how far some of those drives were going. I mean, uh even the eventual winner who's not known to be a long hitter in a well over 300 yards and a couple of his last holes there thats uh uh just incredible so yes there is a need
4: so you 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 do you now admit the ball's going too far but for years you said it wasn't but now it is
3: well it was and then it wasn't and now it is again so uh, okay we uh we believe that uh golf will best thrive over the next decade we just can't Make rules for today. Who's who's, we? Who's
4: who? Who, Who's who's we? Because you're you you you're the dictator of golf. I mean, who's we? You and the sleeper. Hank, you call me the dictator of golf, but I would
3: prefer that you proceed dictator with benevolence. I'm a benevolent (laughs) dictator because I'm doing what's good for the game, and you should know that. You should know that. (laughs) but we believe golf is going to best thrive over the next decades and beyond if this continuing cycle of ever increasing distances and golf course lengths is brought to an end i mean that's what Boy, we you're said reading right you're I reading read right off the,
4: you're reading right off the memo what what explain explain why explain how I that's going to help the average guy or the game grow explain explain how it help, helps the game grow just it, enlighten me on this subject
3: well a lot of people feel that the golf ball is going too far hank a lot of uh, a lot of your listeners in fact think the golf ball is going too far
4: I've never had one. I've never had one call me and tell me that.
3: I mean, don't you find that you're hitting the ball too far?
4: No, never, never. Not but really. I some people That's do surprising. think this. One of I the mean, greatest
3: teachers, one of the greatest teachers in golf history, and you still want to hit the ball further?
4: Yes, yes, as far as I can. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah.
3: Okay. Well, good.
4: Well, Phil. Well, what about Phil Mickelson? Phil Mickelson's hitting those bombs out there. You see the bombs he's hit?
3: Hey, he's hitting it good. Yeah, I like. I like Phil. Phil's one of my. Uh, one of my best friends in a game of golf.
4: <laughs> you know, almost won at the uh, AT&T Pebble Beach. It would have been a back-to-back. It would have been a big uh, big victory. It got a little loose on the, yeah, the if, back you time. Yeah, but... if,
3: if that, that goes to the question of the golf ball going too far because had Phil just kind of, you know, he hit a couple of three woods, maybe a few two irons off the tee. If he hadn't tried to hit it so far, he wouldn't have hit it into the rough. He probably would have pulled out that win. Don't you agree?
4: Well, I mean, if you hit the ball farther, it, it has a better chance to go uh, offline and in trouble, too. So, that, that well, there's something to be said for that.
3: I mean, he's got a great game. We love Phil. <laughs> he wouldn't be Phil without trying to hit the ball far, but we That's love true. that. But anyway, getting back to the task at hand, uh, we've got to do something about this. Uh, I mean, uh, look, look at what happened at the Phoenix Open. 17-under. Uh, that's the same score
4: they shot 20 years ago by the way oh really yeah who
3: won 20 years ago
4: Uh, like my my buddy tommy armor
3: oh you know he's a great player i don't want to diminish the work of tommy armor you know i i could tell that i could tell that tommy armor was going to be a great player you know how
4: oh
3: just how he got out of the car in the parking lot (laughs)
4: just just <laughs> you, you, must you, to, you must have From listened you must to the time. podcast with with Tommy. Tommy Tommy can read the way guys get out of the car. What do you think of that son? what do you think of that theory?
3: Getting out of the car?
4: Yeah, you, everybody's yeah, got to oh get yeah, out of the car. It's, it's
3: dead on. It's dead on. But here's the thing. I mean Tommy Armour played I was there 20 years ago. He he played so magnificently his putting and his chipping were so good. The thing is, he wasn't playing a course as long, even though it's the same course, the course was like six, seven hundred yards shorter. Okay, lengthen. that's true. So that's a good point. Tommy Armour, Tommy Armour won with a 1700, but now look, they're lengthening the courses by six and seven hundred yards. We're running out of uh, places to put tees. The Masters proved that years ago. So, you know, for the good of the game, uh, I think you'll agree, Hank, that uh, we need to put some limits on all of this. Uh, I don't know if we'll stop at the ball. I maybe, you know we may have to
4: look at equipment as well what what do you th- what do you think on the equipment what i you know a lot of people are talking about this this is uh you know jeff shackleford's a, a good friend of mine i love i love his his uh website by the way jeffshackelford.com. and i go on there and check everything out and he's he's been all over this you know distance debate thing and for years he's been pushing this this is going to you know cure a lot of things and i i love to hear his his thoughts on it um, but but I still don't understand exactly what this is going to to do. Now, I, listen. If if this is what you're going to do, and you seem to just you know hell bent on doing this, if this is what you're going to do, you're going to roll the ball back, you're going to roll the equipment back, you're going to do all this stuff. But you're going to do it and have a couple now. Now you how did you you've given in? I guess on this uh, having uh, you know bifurcation of the rules, having two sets of rules. What 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 prompted that?
3: No, that, that was a possibility, and that, w- I, that went against my wishes totally. I didn't want that written into the statement. Uh, that, was, uh, that was done by uh, others, and I remain committed to having one set of rules for amateurs and pros because there is no other game, game.
4: I like how you no say other others game. and we all the time. What is who, who is we and who are others? But I don't want to
3: name names. Uh, Hank, look, uh, if they want to come out and speak about it, my board can. But uh, at any rate, and they're all the other stakeholders, the amateurs, the pros, the PGA pros, the PGA of America, all of the other entities in golf. But you know that golf is the only sport in which the average player can measure himself against golf's greats. I mean, guys playing slow-pitch softball in a city league, don't compare themselves to pro baseball players. Right. I mean and then they have I know they have a bifurcation of the rules with college baseball using metal bats. I mean if somebody used the metal bat in major leagues, uh one of those pro players that take somebody's head off with a line yeah. drive.
4: Can't Probably. Happen. Yeah.
3: So we feel that golf is that lone majestic endeavor. <laughs> Which will remain true for pros and amateurs alike, and I will resist to my very being any bifurcation of the rules. You can count on that, Hank.
4: Okay, all right, all right. Now l- let me ask you, let me ask you about something. They say there's like this these five families of uh, you know the, the, that are sitting at the table. This is like the you know a, a picture from the Godfather or something. You got the USGA, your organization. You got yes, the, the R&A with the sleeper Martin Slumbers. Uh, you got the Augusta National with Fred Ridley. Uh, you got the PGA Tour, and you got the PJ of America. Now that's the uh, th- that's what they say are the five families. Now I don't know what what, what happened to the like LPGA in the in the in the uh, European tour. You don't let them sit at the table.
3: Well, they uh, they if you you've had Thanksgiving dinner, I'm sure, when which. Uh, you have the table off to the side for the children. And that's where <laughs> they sit. That's they're, they're the little kids' table. They, you okay, know, will th- listen. Okay, but uh, it's, that's that's where they are. I mean, okay, but, all
4: right, all right. Well, that's and, fair enough, fair enough.
3: And if you were to come to one of those meetings, if I was presiding, you would definitely see a bowl full of fruit with some oranges at that table. <laughs> if I look across the. Uh, table and i see the commissioner of the uh, pga Moynihan, uh you can bet that you can bet that uh you know he's not going to get the best of me well
4: oh, really? what do you think about him by the way uh he he's quoted as saying we feel like today's game is more exciting than ever for the fans doesn't sound like he really wants the ball roll back
3: uh you know he's got his own issues i can let him uh, wallow in his own problems and difficulties with the new tour being proposed and, uh, the, uh, PGA being professional, uh, the PGA of America being upset at his, uh, continuing, uh, arrogance and dominance. I mean, that's, uh, he's got his own problems now, right. With the premier league about the launch. Yeah. What do you think
4: of that? What do you think of the premier league? Do you got any thoughts on that?
3: Well, I mean, it's uh, outside of my daily rick, but as long as uh, they decide to play by the rules, then uh, I don't think they'll adopt. There, there's no way they would adopt any different set of rules. My my particular interest is in keeping the game of golf as pristine as it has ever been.
4: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, you know what? Uh, you, you got some pros that are backing you up. I mean, uh, oh, Nicholas. Yeah, yeah you're. you're
3: Many of your friends are uh, great yeah. supporters. In fact, Hank, you know what? We really missed you at this year's New Year's Eve party at the golf house. We had such a great time.
4: <laughs> I've never been had to one. I've
3: never been. I to had one. your jacket. What, are you forty-two long. I yeah. got right on. Yeah, it, that's 42 right. Forty-two long. Yeah. The uh, khaki slacks, cordovan shoes. Oh. You would have fit oh, right God. in.
4: Um, Michael, my friend Michael Breed, has that outfit.
3: Michael was there. We had a great time. Of course time. he was. Here's what we did. You know what one of the most fun things we did? At midnight, we went down to the basement where we've got Iron Byron. <laughs> we bought out a box of brand new but 100-year-old feathery golf balls. Okay. We put a Maverick driver in to Iron Byron, set the clubhead speed for 120 miles an hour, Okay. and then turned the floodlights on in the, on the range and let Iron Byron flail away at those featheries. You know what happened? What? They would rocket off the Maverick driver, about 150 yards out, they would hit the beautiful apogee and then explode into a cloud of feathers. It was fun. You would have enjoyed it.
4: Oh, man. You got some weirdness, don't you? <laughs> we we wow. have a boy. I mean, the fake Mike Davis, you have some serious weirdness. <laughs> I mean, we you a are blast. a weird, you, you are one weird guy. Wow. You and
3: Suzanne and little Henry, we had yeah. we had kids' activities too.
4: Okay. <laughs> you are, you got some weirdness. Uh, is
3: Henry, does Henry play?
4: Yes, he plays. He was out there today, by the way. He so, was out, uh, out there today.
3: Does he like to hit the ball hard?
4: Yeah, he wants to see how far he can hit it. Every kid oh, wants good, to see how good. far he can hit it.
3: Well, wouldn't it be great if we made some modifications to the rules? So that when young Henry grows up, yeah, he can grab a persimmon driver off the shelf and oh, hit a ball, lot of balls and hit it right between the screws. What a <laughs> great feeling that would
4: be, right? Oh boy, make the game harder. That's already too hard, isn't it? I don't know. Right. Let, let me ask you a question. I, I got a question for. I want to ask you. Uh, okay. The AT and T just happened. Okay, now yeah. last year you played, uh, you know, Mike Davis. You played in the uh, AT and T Pebble Beach Pro Am. That is
3: uh, great.
4: And uh, he, he, that was a weird deal. We'll get into that in a second. But di- you didn't play this year, did you?
3: No, no, I uh, opted out this year. Too Why? busy with the uh, well. Too busy with uh, all of the attendant. Uh, uh, Activity after our announcement this past Tuesday. So, um, just felt that it was in the best interest to uh, forego my participation this year.
4: All right. All right. Well, you know, but, last year, last I year, I want to ask you something. Year. I never got a chance to ask you. Last year, last year, it was incredibly wet at the AT&T Pebble Beach, Poem. And as a result, the PJ Tour uh, elected to play Lift Clean in Place.
3: That was their prerogative.
4: And you were the only player playing in the tournament that elected to not play lift clean in place.
3: That's true. That is
4: true. Why would you do that to your professional partner?
3: I wanted to show everyone that you can play by the rules, play the ball down, play it as it lies, and it will have absolutely no impact on your final score.
4: Okay. All right. And that, that that's, you know, that's a ridiculous thing to say. Really? Yeah. Of well, course, it's going to have an impact on your score. What if you got mud well, all over your ball, mud kicked on your ball? What if you're you're standing in, you know, a, a mud puddle? That's
3: the beauty of the game. If you have mud on the right hand side of the ball, you have to hit <laughs> it in such a way that it doesn't spin too far to the right. Yeah. And it it brings back so much skill. And how would it look? If I the ruler of all golf and frankly i could annex the tour tomorrow if i wanted to but i'll let Moynihan (laughs) have his time and fun right now i mean it would be well within my power to overtake the tour i mean a lot of people would probably welcome the change but how would it look if i the one that enforces the rules were to waver in any bit if i if one time if i marked my ball on the fairway and okay. then picked it up somebody would be looking somebody would you know they would say oh look mike davis is cheating and doesn't have respect for his own rules so i mean there was a method in my madness right?
4: okay all right all right fair enough yeah. fair enough all right that's yeah. good stuff all right so what uh, that's let's uh let's let take me through what's what's going to happen here you're going to have a a discussion period, or whatever it is you call Why do you have all these discussion periods after well, this Because well, like? you don't listen to anybody, maybe, anyways. If I just,
3: I could make the decision tomorrow and everybody would applaud. Okay. <sighs> I could, I could make the decision. I could pronounce, I could make a grand pronouncement, but I have to have people involved in the process. Uh, yeah. I hope you understand. I mean, I'd love for you to give some input into the distance initiative. I would, I would welcome your comments. In fact, Sally, are you taking this down? Hey, you can come into the office. You can come into the office, Sally.
4: Oh my God, Sally, uh, that's Hank your Haney. assistant. Yes. Oh
3: jeez. She's my administrative assistant. We're okay. working late hours here tonight. Yeah. But we have to give of everyone are. an opportunity to comment, even okay. if I don't agree with it. I've got to be fair.
4: But you won't listen to anybody.
3: Well, I mean, I'll, I'll, I, 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 but I will. Uh,
4: you won't do oh, anything anybody uh, says. You'll do whatever you want well, to do. That's what you do, just uh, like you did with the long putter. Remember that?
3: Yeah, we. Uh, Webb Simpson, uh, Web Simpson is thanking <laughs> me. Webb Simpson is thanking me for win the other week. long, yeah. long putter. Oh, he's become such a great putter since he abandoned that long putter. I did him a favor. He's. I bet you get. Look, you get you get Webb Simpson on, and I bet that he would definitely he'd be thanking the fake mike davis he would be thanking me it's just it's well i tell you what if a player's career can be prolonged in that case then that gives me great joy so uh, i don't care what anybody else says this man has become one of the greatest putters in the modern game his career was resurrected and yeah, maybe you'd never get him to admit it, but there is some skill on the on the players' part. There's no All doubt. All right, but so, so what,
4: Take me through the take me through the timetable. What you think is going to happen here with this whole distance golf ball thing? Everybody, everybody's sitting on the edge of their seat. What's going to happen?
3: Sure. Yeah, everybody is waiting, and we'll. But we've got to be patient. Um, <laughs> Jeez, you guys move like a, sn- a
4: snail. A turtle <laughs> a turtle moves <laughs> faster you than know, you guys do. Great
3: decisions aren't made, uh, you know, hastily.
4: Well, that's for, well. No, no doubt about that in your case because okay. nothing's done hastily.
3: Uh, we've got to allow people to comment, and we'll okay. allow for nine to twelve months for them to comment. Okay. Then also, we've got to add in the other factor, and that is—I yep. uh, think we may have talked about that before—that is the environmental impact study that we're doing on (laughs) the role of increased ball speeds on the effect of climate change.
4: So you think the ball flying through the air fast is causing the friction and it's heating up the atmosphere?
3: Well, it's very, very, uh, are you discounting it?
4: (laughs) Yeah, it's the stupidest thing. Well,
3: look, as a case in point in Phoenix, uh, Phoenix, as you know, I mean, I think you live close to Phoenix, don't you? Scottsdale, Okay. Scottsdale, Arizona, yeah. Uh, was supposed to be 78 degrees for the final round. <laughs> uh, we're sitting in our booth oh
4: my God, this is and so all of a stupid. sudden
3: the temperature creeps up to 84. It was, it was hot. I mean, people were, it was, it was <laughs> oh, like, I, I don't man. think it's just a coincidence. And we've run the numbers. It's, uh, there's some compelling evidence. All right. That all right. That, that's stupid. Speed. That's just, you're, you're, you're off the, it, you're off the rails. You no, you're the going off there, the rails. That's just that's, of that's just, that's just so stupid. Even Webb Simpson hitting a nah, three hundred yard through no. it? Are you kidding me? I mean, oh you're, God, me it's that? A,
4: you're, you're just you're, you've lost it. But okay. Okay. So what, when are you going to do this? What's the what? What? When? How long do we have to wait for this? Just more, why can't you just make a decision? Why don't you just do something?
3: You may want to stock up on some uh LA golf balls. My advice. Okay, so it's uh, going to happen
4: pretty quick, quicker, no, sooner no, rather than later.
3: Quick. No, it's. uh Do they still give you free golf balls?
4: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- well, oh, I good, don't know. Good. That's a good question. I'm not sure. I, I hope they do. I hope they do. I can ask. You know, I mean, I, that was nice to them. I had a good relationship, so I would think they might, you they know, throw me throw off. me a dozen or two, maybe if I ever need them.
3: They didn't catch you off with Moynihan? You know, uh, well,
4: it did. You know, I'm a little, little, little off, but uh, you know, maybe I can. Uh, I'm sure I can get a golf ball. I can, you know, yeah, I can. Okay. I can actually. I got some. I got some extras in my garage, so I'm all right. Well, I
3: can't, I can't say exactly when it's going to happen, Hank, or
4: yeah.
3: if it's going to happen. Okay. So we'll just have to wait. Right. And, um, you know, I mean, as, uh,
4: so as usual, you're saying, as usual, whenever you get interviewed, you just pretty much just dance around everything and say nothing is what you do.
3: I don't really think that's uh, fair. I mean, I think your <laughs> listeners would, I think your listeners, many of them would agree with me. You they haven't would.
4: said anything. What, what what are they going to agree with?
3: Why don't we just take some calls?
4: <laughs> We're on a podcast. We're not taking calls.
3: Well, how can how convenient is that?
4: <laughs> oh my gosh! All right. Well, that's good. I will tell you what, uh, Mike hey, Davis. Here's hey, go the ahead. Go ahead.
3: Golf is a game that has boundaries.
4: All right. Is this and your is this boundaries. your final statement? Is this your final statement you're coming with? It's coming on. All right, let's hear it.
3: Golf is Go a game that has boundaries, and those boundaries have to be guarded by men with rules. Who's going to do it? Hank? you, Stevie Ray Johnson, <laughs> Minnesota Tim, or your <laughs> listeners who play golf with T-shirts on and wearing their ball caps backwards? I don't think so. You weep because you think the ball's going to be rolled back. You hate my great USGA, and you have the luxury of criticizing me for standing up to those very boundaries that you apparently... Despise. Yes, we probably will roll the ball back, Hank, and probably save the game of golf. In the meantime, while you think I'm grotesque for standing up for the rules and honor,
4: I'm exactly oh, the guy you want upholding those now. rules Jeez. and protecting
3: the game you said you love.
4: Oh man! We use oh.
3: words like par, integrity, <laughs> elated keeping score oh, properly,
4: oh, calling geez. penalties
3: on ourselves when no one is looking, while you have. Our great rules is a punchline and laugh about the two stroke penalties we have to assign to save the game from the anarchy and everyone just making up their own rules. I don't think I need to explain myself to you, man, (laughs) who rises and sleeps under the blanket of the protection that I provide by upholding the rules and then questions the manner in which I provide it. I'd rather
4: you just say thank you, Hank, uh, and went right. on your way. All right, okay, Otherwise,
3: all right, well, okay, I suggest okay. you pick up an official right. USJ
4: rule book and volunteer okay. as a rules official. No, Either I'm way, not going to volunteer to be a rules official. The, the last day of my life, I wouldn't be a rules official. And it is a tough job. I will say that. It's not easy being a rules official. But you know, the, the, the thing that I always didn't like about the USJ with the rules, they're always like trying to catch somebody doing something. It should be, you should be out there helping the players, You know, grow the game, do what's good for the game, not just try to like. You know, catch somebody doing something. That's what you guys uh, usually I do. But anyway, that anyway, as
3: Well, I, I don't, I don't okay. agree with that either. Well, well at least we agree on something. Have, that's good. We have, we have some common ground, Hank, and I think yeah. that we can build on that.
4: Okay. All right. Good. Well, well, Mike Davis, fake Mike Davis. Uh, I think it is. Uh, I appreciate you uh, coming on the podcast. Um, I, I don't think we learned anything, but it, it's always You're a good. Good, man,
3: Hank. I think yeah. we accomplished a lot. We're building bridges. <laughs>
4: Britain, you didn't, you didn't say one thing you didn't tell me one t- thing you didn't say when it's going to happen you didn't say if it's going to happen you didn't you you, you you just danced and darted around like you always do i really and think
3: we anyway, have bridged whatever. the gap in many ways <laughs> okay. growing the game together
4: all right. all right you're an
3: instructor i enforce the rules.
4: okay let's all stay right. in our lane all right all right all right well i'm gonna I, i'm gonna have to say goodbye and i'm gonna have to uh, check in with our sponsors, and one of which will never be the USJ. But uh, anyway, I appreciate you being on name. the podcast. I really do. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's a very s- a sincere message from me to you. That's it.
3: Also say hi to Steve.
4: <laughs> the great predictor. I will. I will. I will. All right. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, fake Mike Davis. Appreciate you being on.
1: Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: More Than a Movie is back with Season 2 of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
3: He has the smarts of Vito, the temper
2: of Sonny.
4: All right, welcome back to the Hank any podcast. Uh, that was uh, fun with uh, the fake Mike Davis. Obviously not the real Mike Davis, but uh, same thing. You get the idea. Get never says anything, never tells you anything. Got these big ideas and... Uh Never, nothing ever gets gets done. We'll see what happens on this whole little distance thing. I can't wait to be honest with you. B- but but I'm I'm reading and studying all this, and there's a lot of great stuff on uh, Jeff Shackelford's site, JeffShackelford.com. And Jeff is a big proponent of rolling the ball back. He thinks this is going to really do a, a great thing for the game of golf, and I respect a lot of uh, what Jeff says. So I mean, I mean, I'm not like totally against this whole thing, especially if they're going to just do it for the pros. But the one thing that keeps coming to my mind whenever they talk about this in the professional game and, you know, OK, they're hitting this club into this hole or whatever their their reasoning is. I'm like, who cares? It's it's such a small percentage of game. Is that really going to make the game that much more interesting? So I follow all this this stuff on the uh, on, on Twitter as you know, there's a lot of good stuff that people write. Uh, I want to go through some of some of these tweets that people have put out there and I want to. Give you kind of my opinion when I listen to this stuff, or I hear it, or I read it, and you know, what I think. You know, after I after I read it, Here, here's here's one tweet. Guy says historical scoring records aren't a good indicator of the health of pro golf. Changes in courses and equipment make comparisons fairly meaningless. A much better indicator is how interesting it is to watch. Driver and wedge holes with narrow fairways and long rough, not very interesting. Bottom line is is professional golf, you know, unless Tiger's playing, unless it's a major championship, unless it's the best players, you know, in the world all getting together, which is one of the reasons I like this uh, pro-premier golf league idea with the 48, you know, top players playing 18 times a year. But w- without the, all those things that I just mentioned, you know, it's it's not very interesting to to, to watch anyways. I mean, I'm a huge golfer. I, I watch golf every single weekend on TV. Uh but i you know i wonder oftentimes i mean how many people are there are there like me and and by the ratings uh, you know it's it's not it, it, there's not that many i mean it's just the, that's just the bottom line now would that change if if they were hitting you know 4 irons and 5 irons and 6 irons and 7 irons instead of you know 8 9 wedge and sandwich I mean, I don't, if the ball was curving a little bit more, if the ball wasn't going as far or as high, I mean, it, would that really make it that much more interesting to watch? I just, it it just escapes me on how that all works out. I mean, first off, when you watch it on TV, you can't see where the ball is, anyways. And, you know, there's just, it's, it's meaningless. Oh, you know, he hit a five iron. Oh, you hit a six iron. I love it when the commentator says, oh, he's, you know, 128 yards away. He's got a, you know, a, a pitching watch. I'm like, what difference does it make? It doesn't make it interesting. I, I don't I, I don't see how this is gonna make the game more interesting. I just it's, listen, if they want to do it, do it. But I just don't see how it's gonna, gonna, gonna do it. Uh here's another tweet. The the current product the PJ Tour is serving up is unwatchable. It's becoming less and less about golf and more about FedEx Cup points and commercials. Well, I mean, that is a a, a key point. We we're talking about that yesterday with uh, Ron Mintz when he was on. And He said they don't even talk about the world rankings anymore. They just push FedEx Cup, FedEx Cup, FedEx Cup points. They love to say FedEx Cup points. This much, you know, which at the end of the year I can see how it means something—the FedEx Cup points. But how much does it really mean during the middle of the year? It doesn't doesn't like mean anything. The season's just getting going. Half the guys haven't even barely just played. So who's leading the FedEx Cup? I mean, who cares? I mean, it, it'd be one thing if everybody started at the same point, and they played on i mean that's what they do like in you know nascar everybody starts and then you know they have their their points race well in golf i mean you know half the guys some guys have played 10 tournaments some guys have played one tournament some guys have played three tournaments you know some of the big names have barely played you know tigers played one time What, what is that a real indicator of anything when you talk about the fedex cup point list at this point in the year, I don't think it means anything. All right, uh, here we here's another one. Can't unwind uh, technology improvement. You can set up courses a little harder, longer rough, tighter fairways to make the pros think about bombing drives, but you could get really radical and let fairways grow to short rough zone around 300 to 350 yards. Harbour Town, E.G., isn't obsolete. Well, I mean that's you know. Yeah, Harbor Town's not obsolete. They the pros don't shoot that place up. But in case you haven't noticed, I mean it's a tough date. There's no doubt about that. Right after the week after Masters, but the guys that that hit it a long way, and most people, when they go to golf tournaments, they like to see guys that hit it a long way. It's just like, you know, that's that's what they want to see. You know, like and you go to I've always joked before. You know, in baseball, you don't go to a baseball game hoping to see a bunt single. You're looking for a home run. Well, I mean, they have a tough time getting getting fields at, at uh, you know, times It's just not quite as exciting when guys are hitting irons off the the, the tee all the time. Here's, an, here's another uh, post from Twitter, and he's responding to somebody else's post. But he says, I'm sure you're aware that other people play the course too. Why ruin it for the public golfers just to make it harder for the tour pros for one week? That is my point exactly. I don't get it. What difference does it make? I listen to these guys talk. Like, Graham McDowell had a big quote I I saw the other day, you know, and talking about the golf courses and, you you know, this course isn't going to be able to compete anymore. And, oh, it was terrible. They had to move the tee back on the 17th hole at St. Andrews. Well, you know what? I'm sorry. But, you know, I mean, geez. You didn't have to move the tee back, you know, and so what? What about the what about the 99.9% of the golfers who play the game? I looked at that USJ distance insight study, and what did it say? In the last 20 years, like every handicap group, 21 and above, 20 to 15, 14 to 10, or 6, 6 and under, like none of them had increased their distance. The so 21 handicap and above... What was like, and this this study they put out, this is their own study, said that the 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 player in that in that category was hitting the ball 175 yards off the tee, 175 yards off the tee. I mean, if you're gonna roll the ball back, and equipment back, you better not roll it back for that guy. I mean, that is just not that just doesn't make sense. That's why I do like if you're gonna do it, okay, and you, you know you want to do this thing, okay, then you know, then you know have at it. But you gotta have two sets of rules. You got you gotta have two sets of rules, and I you know and that's that's fine. I mean, if that's uh, you know, if that's what they want to do, that's what you know. Then then I, I can see you know, hey, okay, go ahead and do it. Okay, here's a point that Brando Chambly made: uh, golf course lengths haven't come anywhere close to keeping up with the distance increases of professional golfers. And even left untouched, it's highly doubtful that scoring improvements would have matched or exceeded the 3 to 5% improvements we've seen in the 100-meter sprint or 100-meter swim races. And he says, golf's in a good place. I mean, I, you know, that's, that's a, 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 a statement that it's hard to argue with. It really is. But, you know, people come back and say, oh, you know, I mean, these, go- these these iconic golf courses are getting outdated. Okay. Who are they outdated for? Dustin Johnson, Rory McElroy. I mean, you know, Phil Mickelson. I don't know who they're outdated for. They're not outdated for me. I can tell you that much. You know, I mean, I'm not hit it too far. Man, I don't want to hit it shorter. Please don't let me hit it shorter. Oh, my gosh, don't do that. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, wow. All right, here's another one. Narrower fairways, deeper rough, or even having a couple cuts like Augusta has, uh, faster greens. All they can do is impact different courses at different times of the year. The new PGA sequencing events also can impact. I'm not sure what that means, to be honest with you. Uh, But, you know, the more they trick up the courses, the the more it it will influence the scores. There's no doubt about that. Um, You know, I mean... You know, it's just if that's what you want to do, you know, go go ahead and, and, and have at it. Uh, like I said, I mean, make it you can go go one way for for the better players. And, you know, if it makes everybody feel better and that's on this debate so much, I just don't think that this is going to be the, the thing that is just going to like save golf. I really, really don't. Uh, and I think what's going to happen on this is, you know, you're going to have a whole lot of discussion about it. When we come back, I'll tell you where I really think this is going to go. Uh, we're we're going to hear from our sponsors, one of which is Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. If you've got aches and pains, arthritis pain, back pain, shoulder pain, elbow pain, i got a little tendonitis going on in my my elbow. I just had my knees replaced. I got a little swelling there. Oh my gosh! I got I got a lot of stuff. Up. The Voodoo Pain Relief Cream is absolutely fantastic. Go on the website, check it out, VoodooPainRelief.com. If you haven't tried it, and a lot of people have tried it and they rave about it, you can see the testimonials at VoodooPainRelief.com. But if you haven't tried it, you can go on and get a, the website and get a free two week supply. Uh, there's a box right there on the front page just click on it and go you get a free two-week supply you can try it out Uh, the return rate has has been next to nothing Uh, it's it's less way less than one percent and i know you're going to like the product i know it's going to help you Uh, and it's going to give you give you some relief for whatever's ailing you Uh, muscle pain joint pain arthritis pain all the above voodoo Check it out. We'll be right back after we hear from our other sponsors on the Hank any podcast
0: at bed, three, six, five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field, whatever the sport, whatever the moment it's never ordinary at Bet three, six, five, 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1 800 Gambler. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty and I'm the host
1: of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships.
2: Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that.
1: Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
3: He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny.
4: This whole uh, distance deal, roll the ball back thing has finally, you know, gained the traction that the people that are wanting it to see it happen are, you know, and have been looking for. I I don't think there's any doubt it's, it's gained some traction. I don't understand why the UST doesn't just do something, but well, I kind of do understand because what they're trying to do is they're trying to get more people to buy into this thing. They're trying, you know, they, when they say they want a discussion period, what they really want to do is they want to get more people to buy into it so that they don't have as big a fight when they go to do something. Because what they don't want to do is they don't want to get stuck in a bunch of lawsuits. They really don't. So, so part of their discussion in their, you know, you can tell when they're sitting together in their little meetings and. You know Mike Davis or the fake Mike Davis, and they're having their meetings. They're trying to figure out, okay, how can we do this stuff? How can we do these changes and not, you know, create a lot of friction and not create a lot of lawsuits and so on and so forth. That's what they're trying. I mean, that's the bottom line. They know what they want to do. Mike Davis has said said that he wants to roll the ball back, you know, or the equipment back, or both. He's already said that. He said that's his stated goal before he 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 ends up his dictatorship. You know, the USGA. So you know that's what they want to do. There's no two two ways about that. This is not a, a you know a secret. They're not they're not on any uh, insight uh, you know project. They're not working on that. They're not looking for somebody's opinion. They already know what they want to do. They're just trying to get some people to, to go along with them so they don't have the, this big fight. And I don't you know honestly, I don't know if that's going to happen. I, I don't I don't know. I mean you know because. When it's all said and done, people will always say what's best for them. I mean that's just human nature. I mean I don't I don't want I don't want to roll the ball back for me. If you want to roll it back for the pros, go ahead. I don't want to roll it back for me because I don't want to hit it shorter. I don't think anybody wants to hit it shorter. But if you want the pros to roll it back, you know, roll it back. I, you know, I don't think that the. You know, Titleist or you know, Bridgestone or whoever's making the best balls, TaylorMade, Callaway. I mean, I don't. You know, if they feel like they got the best ball, I don't think they want to see the whole thing roll back and start over again. I, I just, I just don't don't see it. If you got the number one driver on tour like Callaway's had, I don't think you want to see the equipment drop back. Well, I don't know, maybe, but who knows? Maybe they do. Maybe they don't mind. Maybe they say. Hey, you know what? We got 120 people on R and D, and and we got the best R and D department. And whatever they make the rules at, you know, we'll go ahead and we'll we'll win the race. You know, maybe maybe they do do think that, but I, I do know this. I mean, they they care about what is is best for them right now. I mean, there's there's no two ways about that. When you hear and everybody's the same way. When you hear touring pros talk, everybody who can't hit it anywhere on the PGA Tour, they all think that the golf ball's going too far and and it's gotten out of control and it's just a bomber's paradise. And then the guys that bomb it, you know, they don't think there's any problem at all. So everybody's just going to tell you whatever's, whatever's best for them. Uh, And then you got, you know, the, the USG out there and they're telling you, you know, what, what, uh, you know, they think. And, you know, based on the fact that, you know, we don't want to have to move the T's back anymore and they have good arguments the, uh, you know, water and the cost of moving the tees back, and we can't move it back any farther, we don't have any land. My point is, where were they 30 years ago? Why did, they, why did they let it get to this point? That's the question that they can't seem to answer. That's the question they can't answer. Well, how did we get to where we are today? Why are we all of a sudden now just addressing it now? And how long is it going to take for them to actually do something? They had a year on this insight project. They'll have another year on discussion. Then they'll have another year after they say what they're going to do. Then they'll have some lawsuits. Then they'll have a grace period. My goodness. If this really is such a problem, why is it taking so long for them to do something? That's the real question. That's the real question. All right, great show today. Appreciate the fake Mike Davis for coming on. Uh, Remember the phone number, 833-426-5763, extension 801. You can follow me on Twitter at Hank Haney. You can email questions in at HankHaneyGoff at Outlook.com. You can... Follow us on the podcast at the, on your iHeartRadio app. So click the follow button. Your po- podcast will be there every day. Uh, Hank, any podcast or Apple podcast, wherever you get it, and, you know, just follow us and your, your your podcast will automatically be downloaded. Appreciate everybody listening. You know, we've got great support, and I appreciate all of our uh, followers and everybody who's uh, listening to the podcast. I really enjoy uh, talking golf and um, glad people are enjoying it. We'll be back tomorrow on the Hank Haney Podcast. Hope you have a great day. Thanks for tuning into the Hank Haney Podcast. Listen, follow, rate, and share on iTunes, on the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can make your thoughts and questions heard by emailing the show at HankHaneyGoff at Outlook.com. And you can also tweet me directly by sending your tweets to at Hank Haney on Twitter.